0: hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com i really hope you had a, a beautiful Pesach, either either if you were with family or you were alone with hashem it should have been intimate meaningful purposeful i hope you came out of it stronger and um and better uh, today we re- We restart our classes in livealittlehigher.com. We start with parashas Tatsriya and Metzora. These are two separate parashas that in some years are read separate and some years are read together. But nevertheless, they're very much interconnected. One, Tatsriya, it starts talking about uh, the conception of a baby and um, and it talks about saras which is a disease that used to happen eh, to the people in those days it was a spiritual disease when people used to say La Shonara used to speak negative about someone else this uh, condition would appear in their skin or in their homes or in their clothes and, and the the person had to be isolated and um and uh like we're right now in quarantine and uh, they had to work out their flaw and do Teshuvah and eventually they would be purified again and they would be able to come back to society. Uh, the Metzorah is the person that is afflicted with the tsaras. So today, I wanna base myself on a, on a shiur given by Rabbi Benjamin Eisenberger, in which he talks about the devastation, devastating effects of La Shonara and uh that were suffered by the Metzora, and um and how this person had to dwell in isolation the sages teach us Eh, that the, the punishment of a mezzora of a person that was afflicted, afflicted by the tzaraas was mida ke mida, measure for measure, eh, because a person that speaks negatively about another person in reality is creating divisiveness, it's creating separation, it's creating animosity between people. Uh, the words that you say about somebody, like for example, if if someone comes to me and says, Margie, did you meet the new neighbor? And uh, the person that is asking me has never met that neighbor before, has never talked to that person. And I say, oh yes, she's a little bit of a, a, a stuck up. Maybe I would say something like this, God forbid. Then the person that is asking me even if she doesn't know this person, has never talked to this person, has never had any contact with this person, already in their head, they have made themselves an idea of, of that person. And maybe it's not a, it's not the right uh, description of the person. Maybe the person is a beautiful person. Maybe the person, when I met her, was nervous. Maybe she portrayed something she's not. Maybe she's a person with a huge heart and a kind soul. So we have to be very careful. How we speak about other people, how we speak about places. Even if you go to a restaurant and they ask you how was the restaurant, try to be positive. Try to look at something good about the place. Never be like, because Sometimes maybe you went that day, it wasn't good, and maybe they were just starting, or they had a the chef uh, was not there, and they had to hire someone else, and then you're creating bad for this this place, because people assume, because of what you said, that the place is not a good place. So the hasal, the, the, the sages teach us that the, the way in which people were punished For this, um, for this evil talk, was Mida Keneget Mida, measure for measure, because a person who divides people, who, who separates people through their speech, and they cause the other person to be alienated the person, when someone is talking about a person, that person that's being talked about feels bad, feels alienated, feels la- left out. Fe- a lot of feelings of insecurity come to them and uh, and I've seen horrors from Lashonara. I've seen complete families being de- destroyed because of Lashonara. So it, it is a very serious grave uh, uh, sin. So such people should experience the same loneliness that they caused With their la shonara. This is the whole purpose of them being quarantined, isolated, put in a separate place so they could feel the loneliness of what their words cause to another person. So we can perceive. Also, a deeper dimension to the punishment of the of the person that speaks evil about another person, and um, and it says that the Rebbe of Rishiner Rich, has a beautiful explanation. And someone asked him once, why were the clouds that surrounded Klal Israel in the in the midbar when the Jewish people were wandering in the desert for 40 years? There were these clouds of glory that were there. They were in the um, in the Sehut, in the merit of Aaron Hakoen. These these clouds came to protect the Jewish people from the elements of the Midbar of the desert. So it says here someone came and asked the Rish in why the clouds that protected the the Jewish people in the desert were called Ananei Hakavot. Ananei means clouds, clouds of respect, eh, which which uh, it doesn't make any sense clouds of respect we we know the word clouds of glory but they it says that they were also called ananeha kavod. so how can kavod or respect correlate to the purpose of the clouds so of course there's a simple answer to this it is that the the ananim the, the clouds it gave respect to Klal Israel. By them being sheltered by these clouds, the Jewish people felt respected. And it was an honor for the Jewish people to be surrounded by these clouds of glory. And uh, But the recent, uh, Re- Rebbe answered, there's a, a deeper sense to this, and he said, instead, uh, he he offered a fascinating answer, and he said eh, that the clouds, that we should think of the clouds that they're beautiful. When you look at the sky and you're looking at the clouds, you can be mesmerized by seeing them. I remember when I was a child and I used to lie down in the grass and look at the clouds. I used to look for their shapes and I would say I can see an elephant, I can see a a dog, I can see a building, I can see a face. It was mesmerizing. They have the texture, the colors, the volumes. There's so much to them. But there's also science to clouds. And we know, by scientific means, that air can only hold just as much moisture before it it becomes saturated. So when the humidity is at 100%, the water begins to condensate, and and out of this condensation, uh, the air becomes uh, ice crystals, and depending on the height and the temperature and the warm air, they can come and become uh, the clouds. So, warm air can hold more water vapor than cold air can, so the basic mechanism that squeezes visible water out of the air is the cooling of the air, and we see this in winter, like for example, when it's very cold and you blow, you're able to see your breath, it becomes like a vapor. And so the warm, moist air that we breathe when we are in a hot weather and we blow, we don't see this vapor. So the warm, moist air we breathe out is suddenly cold, cooled and it can hold its moisture, it cannot hold its moisture anymore. So the water condenses out of the air into vapor that we can see the small amount of vapor from our breath quickly disperses into the mass of air around it and but when the amount of water vapor and the cooling are on a more massive scale this is what produces the clouds. So with this in mind the Rishon uh, Nerebe offered a fascinating Hiddush uh, explanation and he said that the and that the clouds of, of, of respect of Kavod, the Ananei Hakavod, were actually formed from the breath of Klal Israel. So it was not something that came from heaven down, it was something that was created by the the, 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 the the unity that was at that moment part, it was so relevant within the Jewish people in those 40 years, and that unity, that the merit of that unity in which they were united as one person, was what created the the clouds of respect. So when people are united, when they live in harmony, when they live with love one for the other, eh, as one people, then the vapor, they exhale, also unites and blends together and it becomes clouds. It forms clouds. So Aaron eh, Hakohen, he was specifically known for the mida of, of love your fellow. He had so much ahava for his fellow Jew and for Shalom. He was the epitome of peace. He was the type of person that he would see two people fighting and he would go to one of them and he would say, You know, your friend, he's so sad. He came to talk to me. He seems so distressed because he's not talking to you. You, he feels so bad he misses you and then he would go to the friend and he would tell him exactly the same thing the minute these two people would see each other that, that instead of fighting they would embrace each other and start crying so this was the the attribute of of Aaron Hakohen was peace was love one for the other and um and he created much harmony between the Jewish people and in Aaron Haquem's lifetime his personality was such a great personality that he was not a preacher he didn't need to talk to the people and tell them how they had to behave just by the way of, of his being how he acted towards other people with so much love and so much respect People became so inspired by him that at that time people wanted to emulate Aaron Hakoen, they wanted to be like him. And people kept that unity because they were trying to emulate Aaron Hakoen. So says the, the Rishin Rebe: the unparalleled unity, respect, and love that the 600 Jews that share one another, the Sehut of Aaron Hakoen because they behaved in the same manner as Aaron HaKohen behaved, they tried to emulate him, they tried to be like him, they themselves were the ones that created these uh, clouds of Kabot, of respect. Through their unity, that vapor, that breath, blended together and created, as we know, the Ananei hakavod. So there is no greater honor for Klal Israel than the fact that the 600,000 Jews demonstrated such a, a high level of uh, Ahavaz Israel. So we might also add to this great Rebbe, to this great saint, the Rishiner Rebbe, there is a, a, a pashat, a, a devar, that he says that not only did the Anamin give Kabot to the Jewish people, eh, but also the Jewish people gave Kabot to the An- Ananim, the clouds. So you know in Pir Avot it says who is honorable. Honorable is a person that honors others when a person is trying to seek honor for himself honor is gonna run away from him but if he's not trying to look for honor for himself and he's always looking for who he can honor then honor is gonna be running after him so so we see here that the that the these clouds of, of, of respect were created from the respect that the, the, the Jewish people gave one another. And the even had for one another. So following in the Sehut of Aaron HaKo, and it was because of his merit that the Jewish people were acting in this way. It was because of him. And you see from here how important it is that a person really has high, highly refined uh, character traits because when a person is working on himself and he's refining himself and we're right now in the counting of the omer when we're refining our attributes and we're trying to emulate Hashem this is what we're trying to do right now till Shavuot is try to be a, a mirror of God in this world by emulating him through his, his seven emotional attributes when a person is able to refine himself and live in this highway then people around him are also going to be wanting to be this way. You know, there's viruses like the COVID, the one that we're living right now, the invisible, uh, invisible enemy, as they're calling him, which create a lot of havoc in the world, and we don't even see it. But if we would see that even if the negativity has such an effect in the, in, in, in the people, imagine how much more effect, positive effect, would have if everybody behaved in a holy way. If people lived in a godly, holy way, the, it would be the same, it would, but it wouldn't be an invisible, an invisible thing, it would be something that you could see that it, it would cause like a, a ripple effect. If I am this way and the persons around me, they get con conte- they, 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 they contract this virus of kindness and love towards others and respect and they want to behave this way too and then the people they touch are going to want to behave this way too and it's, got, it's a rolling ball that it's like a snowball that grows and grows and grows and that's what happened to the Jewish people in these 40 years in the desert that they lived in such a way such unity that that these clouds of glory uh, went with them for 40 years protecting them from all the elements so so we see here that also the the punishment for la shonara is to be is to be forced to leave the the the, the place where you live uh, the place of, of where there's actus where there's love, a com- commodity, where people are, are good to each other then the person that is saying things that are negative that are not good for someone else for people who listen to him and for the person he's talking about then he's taken out of this place because there's no place for him there there's no place it, it just takes him out so the anonym, an- the cloud created by harmony and unity expelled the person that did Lashonara. So we know that that the positive is always much stronger than the negative, Uh, as Hasidut teaches, how do you dispel darkness? With a little bit of light, you take away all the darkness. Like if you're going to a very dark room, and you light a match, then you can see, there's light, There's there's the, the darkness is gone. So the, the positivity of a person, the goodness of a person, has much, much more weight than the bad in the world. And we're seeing it right now. We see right now with what's going on, the heroic, courageous people that are coming out from all walks of life, that are doing such incredible things for other people. And the negativity has become so little. We, we, don't, we almost don't even hear about it anymore. We're only listening about the, the, the doctors and the first responders and the nurses and children who are uh, sewing masks and companies that are doing masks and people that are helping elderly people and all this goodness that is coming out from this uh, horrific situation that we're going through. But we we see that there's much more light than darkness. So we see here that that uh, the, the person, the, the Metzora, uh, he suffers by sitting alone and being alienated as a consequence of speaking La Shonara. But the reward, imagine the reward of a person who abstains himself from saying La Shonara. When some someone has this juicy piece of, of news that he wants to give to the world, he just heard this uh, this juicy piece of, 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 of La Shonara that he wants to share with everybody about somebody so juicy and suddenly he abstains himself he bites his tongue and he says no I'm not gonna say it imagine the reward that this person will receive because of this act of this glorious and heroic act so the corresponding unimaginable reward when we strive for shalom and achdus for shalom for peace and unity is that we have the merit to create a sheltering shielding bubble around ourselves and other people around us. We, ha- This is such a big blessing that you create around yourself. It's such a protection. It's such a protection because a person that doesn't speak bad about other people is completely protected, similar to the protection offered by the clouds of glory. So living with one another is a great thing that always needs reinforcement. Right now, people are... We have been locked down in our homes. We're all separate but united by heart and, um, and you see even if we're distant in, in distance we're very much close in our hearts we, there's so many other ways to connect and, um, and we see that people are not focused right now in speaking about other people people are focused right now in seeing how they can help someone else so it is beyond our capacity to understand and criticize the Talmudin That died in this time, uh, so many years, thousands of years ago. The Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva, who died 24,000, who died. There were 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva that died uh, in this time, uh, a thousand, I guess, 2,000 years ago, um, because. They, they, they said Lashonara, they were, and it was not a Lashonara as we know it because they were very refined people, but you know Hashem, He, he goes with each person according to their level. And what happened to them was that they didn't have the capacity to sit and listen to another person. They thought that they, each one of them knew more than the other. And they didn't have that humbleness, that part of themselves that they could sit and listen to another person in his perspective. And we're not anybody to criticize them because we're very, we, we don't even come to their foot in, in their level of, of, of saintliness. But nevertheless, the message and of, of this time of the year, of the county of the Omer is a reminder of how careful we have to be when we're treating other people when we're listening to other people and how we should tolerate other people and to achieve the condition in which we can be protected by these clouds of glory so so unfortunate, unfortunately a large percentage of people suffer from insecurity and low self-esteem this is the root of intolerance this is why people do la shonara. so we can stop saying negative things about other people or even stop talking about other people in general we have to understand where this problem comes from, where's the root of this problem and the root of the problem of la shonara comes from self-esteem from lack of self-esteem my friends when we have the need to be talking about other people is because in reality there's things about ourselves that we are not comfortable with. And when we speak about someone else and we show their flaws to others, in a certain way it makes us feel better that we are not so bad and sometimes it reaches such an unhealthy level that we become unable to accept that others near or far don't live with, it, with identical choices as, as we do and we, com- we become completely intolerant and we see it today before this, this COVID-19 hit us we saw the strife and the divisiveness of people because of their ideas people cannot tolerate themselves each other because I think this way and you think that way and you know what that's irrelevant we, we need to have a healthy mind and we need to God willing be connected to Hashem and go with his ways but nevertheless when people have their ideas we should never be mean to them mistreat people we should never do that on the contrary we should always try to bring people to the truth with love with caring showing them the way Uh, Not with hatred. This this doesn't bring any good. And this doesn't bring any good. So it takes a lot of insight to understand that our intolerance stems from a lack of self-confidence And and so without knowing the source of our intolerance, we feel deep urge to dismiss anyone different from from us and then to speak about them creating uh, a lot of a lot of divisiveness and hatred and fighting. This urge is only intensified by our awareness of our shortcomings and flaws and our fear of being forced to acknowledge them so the first thing, my friends, we're working on ourselves right now this is the Sefirat Haomer we have a a few weeks left before Shavuot in which we have this vitamin implanted in us, this energy that helps us refine ourselves, what we should be working on ourselves right now is really bringing out the best of ourselves. Work on yourself. Don't be so worried about the other person's flaws. Look at your flaws. Look at them in front of you. Acknowledge them, sit with them. See why you have them. Think how you could fix them. Work on them. And I'm not saying like you have to be um, uh, a project, uh, a complete project, like take one or two things of your personality that is not in, a right, in, in, in the right uh, way, that is not in, of your midots that are not working comp- in a good way and work on them for the year. Take, <clears throat> if you're judgmental, try to not be judgmental. If, you, if you're a little bit haughty, try to become more humble. Take two or three things and try to work on them. And don't look so much at other people's flaws. Look on your, on your flaws, work your flaws. The moment that you start working your flaws and you treat people in different ways, you're gonna see people in a, with different eyes. So, we, so what Rabbi Eisenberger is saying here is that the condition is exacerbated when we base the way we feel about ourselves and our choices on that we think others are feeling about us and we project it says that we're seen in three ways one way is the way we see ourselves another way is how people look at us like you think someone is looking at yourself and the other one is how hashem looks at you and there are three different perspectives of the same person so we have to acknowledge our flaws we have to work on them but at the same time we have to acknowledge our good our goodness because if not we can fall into a depression and that's not good because it's not gonna help you do what you need to do look at what you have good work on that too make it shine so and the very worst comes when our self-image is not even shaped by our own choices but rather by the choices we think we impress in others so many people live their lives the thinking of is this person's gonna be happy about this? Is they living their lives according to other person's expectations? And this is terrible. You have to live your life according to Hashem's expectations, not other people's expectations. So tolerance in spiritual matters, however, presents a greater challenge it's harder to tolerate people that are not living a moral righteous life and it's okay we don't need to be friends with them we don't need to be close to them but at the same time we don't need to be mean and disrespectful so real union unity actually exists when we express tolerance for differences when we can appreciate the, the other person. When we learn to accept that everybody is different and everybody is entitled to be different, and when we we don't expect to be that person to be what you want them to be, but you love them for who they really are, and we can learn to to accept to to, to accept that we don't we don't think the same way. It's fine. It's okay. Live and let live. Not everybody has to think like you. Everybody has their own minds and their own feelings and their own way of how they were brought up and their own way of thinking. So it's okay to let people be who they are. So then we can find the immense common ground we share and you'll see that there's more things that unite us than things that divide us. And, um, and he finishes off saying, and we find that unity within ourselves We will be sohe, we will be meritorious to create that unique sheltering environment that was the Ananek Hakavod. And God willing, we should try to emulate our forefather uh, Aaron Hakohen in his kindness, in his love for other people, in trying to bring uh, peace to the world, peace between husband and wife, peace between friends. This is the most important part of, for Hashem. For Hashem, the most important thing ever is that humanity works together in love and harmony. So I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.